my name is Aggie and this is Biohacking Bestie. The one-stop shop for a modern queen where you can find biohacking courses, self-growth courses, and where you can find the most incredible community of women so you can hit all of your biohacking goals and beyond. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Biohacking Bestie. Today, my guest is someone very special, and I have heard so many great things about you, not only through social media, but a lot of people that know you firsthand, and there's always the same reaction, which is, oh my God, he's just awesome. Mm. So amazing. Thank you. Welcome. Thank so you. good to have you. Great um, to be here. So this is your latest book, mm. Fatal Conveniences. Before we started filming, we dove in into like breath work and kind of like dropping into our body and grounding ourselves. And it's becoming increasingly hard to feel grounded. Mm. We're sur surrounded by EMFs, surrounded by toxins, and we are either depressed or anxious. And if you don't mind sharing your story from the very beginning mm. of how I, the story about your dad and how you kind of like got into on journey of untoxifying yourself. Mm, so yeah. I, am I, am I, I'm making up words sometimes. Yeah. I don't know if it's in the English, but no, that's great. I've been around researchers, a great one that was an inspiration, not really directly answering your question, but he's an Iranian, uh, Dr. Mohsen Hurmanish, and he changed my perspective and broadened my perspective on nutrition and health in so many different ways. And we would run into these places where he would literally have to make up a new word to embody what he was talking about because wow. no one had captured the definition of what he was talking about. So he would create a word and then describe to you and define the word. And then you would co go into a completely other vortex of understanding. And then he, he would create that room that we would then go into and then he would break it all apart. And it was just like hours and hours and days and days I spent with him. Wow. And it is true, though, that our experience is limited, limited to our language. So if we can't describe something, mm. our experience becomes even more limited. So giving ourselves permission to make up words that don't exist <laughs> to broaden our experience. E so Exactly. So anyway, the journey of health and, you know, the even pre my dad, it would already it already had started with I got hurt playing American football and, and that kind of threw me into physiology and nutrition in college and little did I know this whole thing spawned the superfood hunting and nutritional investigation which was your first book as which well. was the first book and formulation of, of products and getting exposed to indigenous people and the environment and so like you know you never know what's happening and you start my worldview clearly was changing from a small town in Minnesota to the more I was seeing things for real and learning, the more things changed. And so as college was happening, my father, and this was in the 90s, right? So my father was a high-functioning professor, very smart guy, empathic. And I was at school and he said, listen, I'm having some neurological problems. I can't think, I'm fogging out. And I think we found out what's going on you know, through a few of doctor friends that were either friends and also working with them, he had what was called now chemical sensitivity disorder. 
multiple chemical sensitivity. What a gift, by the way, because most people that I guess is what I'm leading to is like we are slowly poisoned that it's so hard to remember what it's like not to be poisoned and hence it doesn't feel like you're poisoned. So if you're listening to this, and I think that that's like my biggest mission with this interview, you're probably thinking, all right, it's about, you know, not using dental floss on the other one, but I don't really feel any side effects of that mm. because I remember back in the day, the baseline it's so lowered that you feel like needing a coffee feeling a little bit shit is normal mm -hmm. until i believe there is no like health isn't something that is like black and white and i think there is no upper limit to health it just gets better and better and better well said and if you i really just want you to, if you're listening to if you're watching this and you feel like i don't want you to dismiss this because just he hear it out because the biggest <laughs> gift in your life can be actually getting sick because it makes you pay attention makes you realize right. how many toxins you're actually ingesting so sorry to yeah, no, but no, that no, was it's, like no it's a perfect it's a perfect segue because it's like on that note we get used to how we feel and then we believe and decide that that's who we are Yeah. Right. So this is how I feel. This is my aches. This is my pain. These are my energy levels. And then you automate your life based on whatever. Based and on we think that needing to have a coffee is just part of our personality yeah. as if. Right. Oh, I love coffee. So I just yeah. do it. And like, yeah. I don't drink enough water and it's just who I am. And but all these, you know, along the way, I got a, psycholo a psychology master's degree because I was, I, I I was, read that, I was fascinated and I still am. That's probably, probably one of my most powerful and driving forces of my life. And because it's just observation of yourself and the world mm. and then How do you then use that information to either better yourself or potentially gift that in the world? And so it's constantly everything. And it's hard because I think we have somewhat of a similar mission to just help people feel great in their bodies. Mm -hmm. But it's how do you communicate that without sounding preachy yeah. or sounding like, you know, yo, you're missing out on this and that because it's really hard to lose something. So understanding psychology of how to actually land the message that's so important mm. and how to help people feel better without feeling like there's another thing on their to-do list is really hard. I yeah, imagine. and I think maybe to my fault, I haven't been interested in telling people what to do. And, and my, maybe that's why you're so successful because you haven't. Yeah, and it's but it's also comes back to get me because at the end of the day, people want to be told. So I spend you know three quarters of the of this information in this book with just ridiculous amount of information, right? Yeah. And at the end of the book, all it is is telling you what to do. It's like it's saying, okay, well, don't use that dental floss. Use this one. Don't use that makeup. Use this one. Don't use those diapers. Use these. Don't buy this T-shirt. Buy this one. So it is saying because I I realize that. People need a place, they need a place to go, especially mm -hmm. when they're not in this space and it's easy to be overwhelmed. So, and, and I want to bust that delusion. Overwhelm's a lie. It's a made up idea, right? Because overwhelm, how can you be overwhelmed when you and I are just here, right? Mm. This is what's happening. I mean, aside from, you know, tragedy happening or an earthquake, maybe, maybe one of us is overwhelmed in those situations, but really not. You just, you want to be receptive to the moment. Okay, the hardest thing on the planet is to be receptive yeah. to the moment. Right. But at the same time, it's where you find your inner peace, right? Exactly. And so, where were we? 
so my dad was fueling this information. And back then, we, the internet wasn't even cranking. I know. I, right? I'm an 80s kid, so I oh, remember. beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> so my dad, of course, he's a professor. So he's reading studies. He's highlighting them. He's making photocopies. Going he's, to a library. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's sending to all of us and the family. And he says something to me. And he sends me a care package. He goes, I know you're coming home this weekend. If you're going to be around me, you can't wear anything that has off-gassing. You can't wear the t-shirt with What's the long... What's off-gassing for those who don't know? So like a regular shirt, right, has formaldehydes, azo dyes. This is an alarming statistic just for a t-shirt, about 8,000 chemicals from growing the cotton. And one of the largest toxic crops on the planet is conventional cotton which is mind-blowing because you look at clothes and it's like oh it's cotton right so you must be good for me right so it's you know big shout out also my my add's kicking in but i i just <laughs> i'm we not were, helping you we either. were yeah so we probably can talk for a few days i'd just been helping a buddy of mine jeff garner who's been a plant-based fashion designer for plant dyes and demonstrating this for 20 years right wow, he's beautiful. he's he's you know dressed everyone you know at some point wow. who cares about the shit you know and but been working in his own little silo so anyway we just we've been doing he's been shot shooting a documentary and i was just in nashville and now he's back and so we we were actually in the lab testing some of these things with a research and, oh, and how exciting and it's yeah it's so fun because i i do love when a camera's on and we have information to give uh, just a different part of me comes alive, and that's why I love the the docu series with the mission and things like that. So, so I've really, you know, clothing really became a whole thing. So when my dad, you know, on the side as a professor, he loved Harley Davidsons. So, and him and I actually rode together because I rode Harleys for you know most of my oh, young sure adult life. Yeah. So I'm just now gonna I'll get a new one later. And so my dad would wear these on the weekends and they're such an intense dying process as a Harley Davidson or whatever. Yeah. And all of those are all chemicalized diversions. And so he couldn't wear new clothes at all. They would have to be super old or vintage. And so anything from carpets and deodorants and shampoos and any of that. So he would send a care package of how to wash the clothes that I'm going to wear with this unscented stuff the shampoo and conditioner to use this whole thing. So I would have to detoxify myself just to hang out with my dad. Wow. And so now he's educating me. I'm now applying it. I have no choice or else I won't be able to see my dad. So now I'm starting to feel the difference. To our point before, you think you feel a certain way, but when you step away from seemingly small amounts of chemicals, chemicals relatively speaking, even that, I was like, oh, wow, I'm now more aware of chemical fragrances. I feel the assault that they have on that I had gotten used to before. Yeah. And so that changed everything. So 30 years, that kind of the chemical world was I was aware of. And oh, that's, what a gift. Yeah. And, I'm only just getting started. And so again, for if you're watching this, there's no like a, again, black and white situation. You either eliminate everything or nothing at all. Mm. Even me eliminating a few things, I already noticed perfume. Like it drives oh, me crazy yeah. when I smell perfume. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
incredible sleeping in hotels uh i've traveled with my own pillow and my own pillowcase because i don't want to put my face against it right and so there are these things that like the moment i'm nowhere near where you are but it's not a competition even if you know i think the average is that an average woman is exposed to 168 chemicals a day even if you limit that by half yeah you already see the difference i can just speak from my experience that and then you notice those chemicals and i can I'm looking forward to getting to a point where you are, where are you, can we get to zero? Probably not in today's society, but. I mean, it's, you can control what you can control, but you know, we have, you know, 50% of Americans are being exposed with, from PFAS, which is a derivative Mm -hmm. of forever chemical derivative of Teflon, just from the drinking water. If they're not filtering their water. So let's talk about water actually, because I'm speaking here. I have a water delivery that gets delivered in glass jars and you know it's beautiful and mineral structured and i think back in the day i would go out and pay 15 dollars for a drink and get a tap water and now i don't drink and pay 15 dollars for water (laughs) this isn't this is when you know you changed but let's talk about water what's inside the water why we even inhale water in the shower without Mm -hmm. a proper filter Mm -hmm. and how the very thing that is make supposed to making us feel good actually making us sick yeah what is a big one i mean that's kind of one people right now when, yeah when people always ask like what do i do i always say you're opening up your mouth and either eating or drinking something that's the place to start it's very yeah. vulnerable right so water you know let's just take a step into the incredible advancement you know we're in your beautiful house i go to my house we turn on the tap and we have on-demand water yeah. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I've been around the world. You've probably seen, like, there's 2 billion people on the planet that have never seen clear water, right? Yeah. It's dirty, and it's in a jerry can, and they're playing Russian roulette. And chilled, thousands of children are dying yeah. all the time of just waterborne diseases. So I just want to acknowledge, we've come a long way. But the municipalities are not even remotely advanced enough to deal with the 60 to 80,000 chemicals that are being emitted and created by us in a lab and cranked into our environment every year. So they're not filtering that stuff out. So, so that's, how do we even get those chemicals in the water in the first place? Because a lot of people are thinking, well, this water is coming from a well, etc., yeah. without actually understanding that, yeah, sure, the water originally was great. It's the process of, by the time it gets to your house, it's right. not... Yeah, so I mean, if you can find a spring and you can test that spring and it's clean, then that's your gold standard. Drink that water, right? Yeah. There's very few places on the planet that have clean, clear water. So, And even if there was a spring at the bottom of this building, <laughs> assuming, yeah. right? right? And so all the chemicals, so anything that is getting washed down from the streets that's, you know, through the rain, gets absorbed by the soil, mm-hmm. the soil then, you know, water gets absorbed through chemicals, then it goes through pipes that are full of lead, mercury and whatnot, et cetera, et cetera, right? So exactly. even if you started with a really good water back, you know, mm-hmm. outside of Los Angeles, by the time it gets here, it's not exactly It's the interacting case. with so many other things. And then even the chlorine that you're using, oh, that's right, that, you, yeah. that you need, they, they, they need to, or else you would acutely die of bacteria. I mean, that's a problem in Bali. Like, if I 
brush my teeth in Bali with tap water. Right. I get really sick. It's parasite and right. whatnot. So yeah. we want to appreciate that you can brush your teeth with tap water here in the U.S. Exactly. and you know go to vomit. Exactly. So so again, we we're acknowledging, but but, but <laughs> and however, you know, you, you have these major issues that that to the point that you're alluding to. What we do in our environment, where we aerosolize, what we spray on the ground, pesticides, herbicides, Roundup, GMO, whatever it is, goes into the aquifer, goes into the ocean, goes into the, the it contaminates these things. So again, what, and whatever we flush down, the amazing thing is 25 years ago, they knew that pharmaceutical drugs, the remnants of pharmaceutical drugs that were flushed down toilets we're now into the waterways. And that was the f- one of the first alarming things. And I was sitting there going, here we go. Wow. Right? Out of sight, out of mind is very dangerous. It's so convenient for us yeah. because it's like, take my trash away. And the thing that popped in, my, in the book when I was writing this, I'm like, you want to be an environmentalist? Start here. Mm-hmm. Be very, very mindful of your environment. Just doing that helps the environment. Wow, because so beautiful. It, it's they say, well, if you want to change the world, start with yourself. And 100%. Because you're putting less chemicals on you, and those chemicals, beauty products, or whatever they are, the things that you're buying, you're now not buying anymore. So now you've stopped this incredible chain of destructive patterns that you didn't create, but if we continue to use our hard-earned money to purchase them, then you, you keep the demand. Yeah. The beautiful thing, just as a side, you see the sh- I see the shift. I, I am ridiculously optimistic about the shift in the world. I have really close friends that are consulting the biggest companies on the planet, and literally, and confirmed from there i can't say their names because it's protected but but confirmed that these massive companies are moving into regenerative cleaner processes for their food production for like those kinds of things i was on another call i don't get anything for this but i'm gonna pump them again this company (laughs) this german lady created what i see as may not be completely perfect but near perfect a athletic wear a yoga pant a they sent me some i got on the phone we went down the list what is this what is this what is this and it's the cleanest plant sourced cleanly made like athletic wear i've ever seen wow and it's not easy no i mean i i it's one of these things that like for me you know when i first moved to la i did everything what i thought meant healthy right so i was living in my yoga pants so step one right? <laughs> right right and then i realized i'm like oh dang maybe drinking from plastic bottles and plastic containers thank god they're not like now the smoothies are not in plastic cups but 10 years ago that's all you could get right and drinking juices from vegetables that are not organic yeah. and drinking all of these chemicals and thinking like why do i get sick huh right 
Yeah. Yeah. And then Europe, you know, there, there's, there are leagues ahead of the allowance of some of these things. So we have allowed way too much conflicts of interest of profits over this health and safety. And that's just the reality. This is a, this is a type of blue pill that's starting with your things like deodorant and like, like this is, so, so yeah. I have a couple of questions. Yeah. So just on yeah. the water. Yeah. So I don't leave people hanging. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so the, cause people are like, Oh, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> but an easy thing for people to do really cheaply is get a reverse osmosis if you can't afford a great water yeah. showing I up. I have in one class. actually here for like cooking, right? So yeah, yeah. So your reverse osmosis or distillation, a couple hundred bucks, buy a glass bottle, you know, buy so that you no plastic and then make sure that you're not drinking that exclusively like that. You want to add some electrolytes and the easiest, you don't have to buy any special electrolytes, even though there's some good ones. You can take Himalayan crystal salt, unrefined salt, Celtic sea salt, a pinch per glass. If you want to crank it up, I have an incredible company I love. I met the owners called Mana Vitality. So you're getting you're getting deep sea minerals, you're getting she legit, you're getting all oh, this amazing. stuff. And these guys, these guys, if I were to go out to do it like these guys, that's how I would have done it. Oh, so wow. they went to the Himalayas, they went to the deep sea, they sourced all this themselves, they supported the indigenous people there. So I like to support like the people just going for it. And it's not easy doing it like this. So anyway, that's an easy way to get rid of the thousands of, of chemicals. I just did a, a test on my tap maybe a few months ago, and there were things that I've never even heard of. Where did you get the and test the, from? <clears throat> it was through the municipality. So oh. they, their uh, environmental working group, you could actually put in your ewg.org, you can put in your zip code, and it, no shit, it zeroed in on my municipality where I get my water. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, like I've studied some of this stuff and I have no idea what these chemicals and what these interactions are. And I we're don't just, think anyone understands no. what what's a long-term impact of us having all of these chemicals. We can say that we do, but <laughs> we're like the living experiment. Therein lies the, the big takeaways are that we, we're living in an opposite world, in a sense. Mm. It's like upside down. Like, what do you mean? Like the recent report that just came out like a couple weeks ago, when they, there was an entity that did some research on a liter bottle of water in plastic Mm-hmm. And on average, because there was there was some studies done, they were saying, yeah, maybe about 90,000, which is a lot, micro bits of plastic are in this water. Well, come to find out the average is 240,000 micro bits of plastic. If you're just normally drinking out of a liter of a plastic water bottle. So we're consuming that. There were studies even showing that microplastic were in the hearts of people that were so it's everywhere these things are getting everywhere and and what are those plastic it's petroleum with a, thousands of hundreds of chemicals that it takes to make that with plasticizers phthalates endocrine disruptors it it's crazy and and we've just gotten used to grabbing a water bottle and drinking water from this stuff and so, and so, oh, sorry, but I just, uh, when you travel, like, sometimes you don't have an option, yeah. right? And that's the sad part that 
when I'm at the airport, I'm like, I don't want that tap water that says filtered, but it's not, you know, like a water yeah. fountain. Or you get the plastic water, but it's one of the, my pet peeve when they yeah. take away your water I know. when you fly. I'm like, that's the only thing I want now, to take with me. <laughs> I haven't tried this now, but apparently there's a loophole. Really? You can say that this is a, a medical grade water that I need. I'm so testing this right now. I'm going to test it too. I haven't, but Tracy Dews, you know, Tracy Dews does a no. podcast on water. She claims she does it all the time and she brings. I mean, it is water. medical grade, so she's yeah, not lying. Exactly. We're not. Wow. Right. Because so, that's like my <clears throat> biggest thing was like the one thing you can't take, like you can take all your liquids and shampoo. And I'm like that too. But like, I actually, I don't even use anything from on my body when I travel Yeah. just to use normal water. But that's like the biggest thing that I actually want to take, like mm-hmm. a big jug of water. Yeah. And it, it is starting to change. I did see some, which is, you know, there's some drawbacks, some aluminum in, in it. Yeah. Aluminum that you can buy instead of plastic. So. And I just traveled in Europe, went to Sweden and in Italy. I just remember that they have new scanners that allow water bottles. Oh, great. Because you don't have to get rid of it. So I think that would be really helpful. I mean, I don't know how the scan- how healthy the scanners are, or that's another story. But yeah. that's definitely, that was the biggest surprise in Europe. They let me keep my water bottle. Can I ask you an appropriate an inappropriate question? Of course. Right. Let's go do inappropriate. You, <laughs> so do you think you stink sometimes? Do I what? Stink. And here's my theory. Do I stink? Yes, sometimes. Because this is my theory. Mm-hmm. I think I used to stink so bad because mm-hmm. I used traditional deodorant. Mm-hmm. Now that I stopped, it's very, very rarely mm-hmm. I have a bad odor because I think it's just the chemicals trying to leave your body. Yeah. So feel free to answer or not, but... Yeah, no, I I think, you know, listen, you got to ask people closer to me, I think. But <laughs> but that said, I haven't had that feedback that I stink. So I think... I mean, not for me this time, but um, I'm just curious. Because, like, you know, I think when you leave traditional deodorant, you can smell yourself. For sure. Like, it's not a fun journey. Yeah. It's the liquid, because there's a small amount of urea. It's There's a smart, small amount of detoxification mm-hmm. that's going on. But it's interacting with your microbiome on your skin. that's what creates the smell oh interesting so it's simple and complex at the same time because you're dealing with if you're over cleansing your body body, right so you have sebaceous cells anywhere from two to six thousand per per inch square inch of your body so those are your cells the skin cells are creating sebum they're Mm -hmm. creating natural lubricants so if you're constantly over washing yourself Take a shower, fine. But I would say pull back on always lathering your entire body. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the places where you maybe need to do that, which obviously you can figure that out. And so when you're over and on, the to- on top of it, everyone's doing all this antibacterial soap and all of that stuff. So now you're, so think about it. You're, now you're clear cutting your microbiome on your skin, which you need. It's defensive. Because it's, people don't understand the word bacteria. They're like, oh, antibacterial, I'll kill them all. But I'm right. like, but you want bacteria. You, you want it. And it wants to be, that's why antibiotics, when you're taking it, it's like clear cutting your forest, right? So it's a very dangerous, once you start down that road, it's a very dangerous road to start down. So you, so you, now you've, 
if you're and then you're putting on lotions and perfumes and and fragrances and other endocrine disruptors so it's changing your your microbiome right so you've already chemicalized that and so then when you're sweating and then you're maybe toxifying you're trying to sweat out these things so the interactions yeah you're gonna smell like crazy Right, so that's the biggest thing. People are like, yeah. oh, I could never stop using deodorant. I'm like, actually, if you remove everything, wait two weeks. Yeah. You don't actually. I don't use deodorant at all. Mm-hmm. I also don't use a soap really, because mm-hmm. I just use water, like good quality water, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. I only stink after a long flight. I think from all all the radiation oh, from fine, plain yeah. food and Body it's stressed. Fit. But yeah. it's also great feedback. I'm like, oh, my body is is eating toxins, exposed to toxins, drinking plastic, like uh, water from a plastic bottle, and mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. it comes up in the smell, mm-hmm. which is like the best feedback. Uh, it's how your body communicates. Exactly, and what you're eating, right? So yeah. it's like... Plain food. Yeah, stay away from all that. I got a really great hack for that. So a salad, I make a, I make a, make a salad, I mix it up, I use hummus, so I don't have the dressing to worry about uh. and get it all liquidy. So I kind of make a thick dressing, but I make a massive salad with nuts and broken nuts and whatever and i shove it in a mason jar glass mason Smart. jar almost always the stewardess comes by and says oh my god that looks amazing because i like <laughs> ask for a plate and i bring my own like yeah. utensils so smart and it's and then i don't have to deal with it and mm. if if i'm on a leg that i i don't have that i just fast you know yeah. i just don't want to touch that stuff it's for me it's hard. my flights to bali is like 32 hours so sometimes when i take some stuff with me that's like not enough i mean i eat a lot so like there isn't enough food but i see how much it's changing and so what i love about bali for example Mm -hmm. that people like oh indonesia third world country blah 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 it's incredible you go to the restaurant and every menu has you know uh, restaurants pride themselves in the oils they're using they're like if you're vegan we use coconut oil if you're not we can use ghee there was no seed oils like and the fact that you can request what oil you can use or you can ask for butter. In the US, and I'm like, here we are, 2023. If you ask a restaurant, hey, how do you prepare this dish? Are you using seed oils or, you know, whatever? It It's just like a big secret or it's like rude mm. to ask or yeah. it's unclear. And I find it so fascinating because aren't restaurants about the way you pay them for preparing the food the mm. right way? Mm. So that's the service oh. you pay for. That, that's the idea, right? That you, it's not a grocery store. You don't pay for ingredients. You pay for preparing it the right way. And it's the very number one reason for people to get also exposed to all of these crazy things that they just put in there because it's cheaper, like mm-hmm. MSG and whatnot. One of the easiest things to do to control your weight, I find that is just start cooking yourself. Yeah, at so, home. So, like, it's just like, it's so easy. What's do. your favorite like two go to dishes that you you like that I like to make or like that, I that to is eat. like oh my god I'm so busy and so lazy today but I know that this is this is my I go-to. mean listen I can crank out a salad like a massive salad in seven minutes <laughs> right and, you should test it and my, go to my fridge because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sprout so oh. I've got sprout so so. I'm helping a buddy out. So Doug Evans wrote it. You should have him I, on. I love Doug. Oh, actually. Doug's amazing. So I've connected with him online. But I, yeah, literally when you said sprouting, I was like, oh, the one, yeah, I can so only think of one person. He's the king. So so we've got now this the sprout company that's about ready to launch with these mm. easy. Yeah. So we've got these amazing 
Like sprouters, right? Sprouters that are off now. He doesn't have to... Um, I'm your first client. Oh, man. And he's got an automatic one that sprouts like liters of it. You don't even have to touch it. It's crazy good. So let's uh, explain why sprouting... First of all, follow Doug. We love you. And why is sprouting so powerful? And it's the easiest way to grow your own plant. You you can... so we have certified seeds, right? No pesticides, no herbicides. In terms of our broccoli, we have the highest rated glucoraphanins, which then when you chew them and the enzymatic app happens, people don't really realize, then the sulforaphane releases. And so now you have tons of data on the... Yeah, the super pop- anti-aging as well. Yeah, anti-cancer, antioxidants, like incredible. So you're talking about sprouting as some of the most powerful living foods that you can eat right so enzymes vitamins minerals and it literally takes you know five to seven days and you have this thing full of sprouts so you're moving it's that. also like a passive thing it's not like you have to spend seven days looking at it or taking yeah care you, of it. you you, Set you it essentially up. water it twice a day yeah right so you soak them yeah invert it we've got these little nice little trays I think it's the sproutingcompany.com, but something like that. And then you just water it once in the morning, once at night, you invert it, and you've got a one of the most nutrient-dense foods in the world on your countertop, and not just as a garnish, make it your main salad, right? With tahini, yes. right? And like yeah. lemon. That's what the salad was actually when I went on the airplane. Oh. It was a full thing of sprouts and nuts and hummus and tahini and i I had the best meal ever i'm literally gonna have it for lunch actually yeah it's crazy so that i mean that to me the rainbow of salads and and for me as a superfood guy i make the best dressings ever right oh so this is is, oh like i love dressings but i mine are limited to tahini with lemon mm. olive oil with balsamic and that's it Mm. i'm not very good i might need some you know play with some miso miso is a fantastic thing because you know you get the beneficial compounds of the miso and good for the gut and i tell you what one of the superpowers is uh i get raw spirulina Beautiful. So you can get that in Bali. They were like farms of that. Oh, fantastic. You yeah. should come visit. I, oh, I like love it. Bali. Yeah, yeah, it's been way too long. Yeah, I, but you can go to their farms. You say that twice, you, I'll be there. I'll be knocking cool. on the door. Please come for, to Bali. <laughs> okay, sounds good. No, we have. I have a home there, and it's literally there are farms of mm. fresh spirulina that you just eat with a spoon. Oh, see? Perfect. So now, yeah. now that's your base so i get frozen delivered mm-hmm. that, so which I is just, amazing as well right right so it's a lot lot more nutrient dense dense than just the powder yeah and i used to use i need to get some more sasha inchi oil and sasha inchi oil was from the amazon i looked at it a long time ago i used uh, sasha inchi protein extruded and put it into the product i made for beach body and so early days of that but the oil is a perfect balance of omega-3, 6, and 9 for the human body. So a little sashinchi oil, a little little tahini, little hummus, a little raw spirulina, little miso, yeah. mind blower. So now all of a sudden, it's not this, you know, people I was like, dressing is usually the downfall of a salad yeah, for yeah, people. Yeah. 
and it only amplifies. So And it's also the the very thing, you know, when I first got into my health journey where I was trying to lose weight, that's not the same. Sorry. Correct mm. correction. You know, you go to Starbucks and you oh, I should have a salad, right? Because it's healthier. And it's full of the seed oils and processed sugars yeah. and, and whatnot. And we don't realize that's the very thing that's making you unwell, mm-hmm. ironically. Mm-hmm. And so having just like real vegetables, your own dressing, I'm obsessed with good olive oil. Mm. Oh, when I go to so Europe, good. I can drink it. I was like, I have to stop myself. I'm like, yeah. I would just actually drink it. Yeah. It's that good. It's Yeah. I don't, I don't know of a good one. I, I have a friend who... I know get, of a good one. Do you? Brian Johnson. Oh, there you go. I can yeah. I can pour some for you so you Perfect. can try it. It's like you can literally drink it like that. It's like, wow, yeah. really big difference. I've I heard good things about that. I, I had a friend who's got a, in Ojai, has got a permaculture farm and grew some olive and he just delivered some. So other than that, I, I haven't had a good olive oil until I, like I was working with a group in Sabinza, Italy and this, uh, and that was just seeing it firsthand. It was like, wow. Um, and seeing the stuff that shows up is just, it's, it's a travesty. Oh, I just love yeah. listening to, to you because you have like a clear passion for good food mm. and it's contagious and it makes yeah. me want to just go and cook because sometimes we feel like we get so busy that, you know, it's this, this funny idea that, oh, cooking for myself only is a little boring right right because you feel like it's just for one person even though it's the most important person in your life but you still feel like Mm -hmm. it's not important so it took me a lot of self-love to actually prioritize the fact that i can cook for myself and treat it as exciting as if i was hosting you totally right so it's like if you were to say hey aggie i'm gonna stay back for lunch after this i would be like okay i need to go to farmer's market and i need to get this Mm -hmm. and to get that but meanwhile you're gonna leave and it's just me for lunch and i'm gonna be like oh it doesn't matter i'll just put something together is that funny that i'm still trying to heal that it is the most important person on the planet that you're cooking for and i think you really like nailed that down Mm. like just listening to you well, it's a, you know, you're, you're talking with someone that dedicated 20 years of his life trying yeah. to find the greatest foods around and plants around the world. So it's like it means a lot to me because I I've seen the journey also yeah. of so many of the so-called supplements or yeah. or adaptogens. And I've been I've seen places I'm like going, oh, my God. And I, I walk by the manufacturer. I I know that these are going to certain companies and I'm like going, oh my God, they have no idea that this is horrible or it's untested or, and it's a weird thing in that world where you think you're getting what you're getting. And, and it's, it's really, really hard to know because some companies don't do it. And then Mm -hmm. it's a plausible deniability, which I get into in the book. If you don't test it, then you don't know. And then you're not liable. It's a weird thing, right? Hey there, beautiful beings. Sorry for a quick interruption, but you all know that I'm super passionate about discovering natural ways to boost my health, right? So guess what? I've stumbled upon something absolutely amazing and I just can't wait to share it with you. It's called Armour Colostrum and let me tell you, it has been a game changer for me. It's 
been something that I take every day. I have it with me right now in Bali and I have seen incredible benefits. And this is coming from someone who has been trying to heal her gut her entire life and I feel an amazing difference and it tastes amazing. So here's the scoop. If you want to enhance your gut or step up your fitness game or add some extra glow to your skin and hair, then definitely Armour Colostrum should enter the picture in your life. And the changes I have noticed are incredible. Armour Colostrum isn't just any health product. It's, you know, powerhouse of over of over 400 living bioactive nutrients. We're talking about complete transformation from the inside out, strengthening immunity, fueling metabolism, boosting gut health, and so much more. And the best part, it's all natural, sustainably sourced from grass-fed cows right here in the U.S. Plus, their cold chain biopotent technology ensures that every nutrient is preserved in its most potent form. And for those of you who, like me, care deeply about sustainability, Armora has got us covered. They only use surplus colostrum after the calves are fully fed, so nothing goes to waste. Incorporating Armora into my daily routine, like I said, I've noticed some pretty massive changes. My skin is more radiant, my energy levels are pretty much through the roof, and my fitness recovery is even faster than ever. And that's all thanks to colostrum. So if you're excited, as I am, to try it out, I've got a special treat for you. Head over to tryarmra.com forward slash Aggie and use the code Aggie to get 15% of your first order. Trust me, your body will thank you. So that's tryarmra, T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-I dot com slash Aggie. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey to a healthier, happier you. Thanks for listening. What about like due diligence, right? Like, isn't you can do it to a certain degree, yeah? Right. I mean, you, we always said back in the day, look at the label. Well, now the label doesn't. There's so many loopholes. The label doesn't show show or share everything, right? Yeah. There's certain things, like you said before. What were we talking about? The tampons. medical device. Yeah, yeah so tampons, so which I didn't realize because that... they're a medical device, they don't have to disclose the triclosins or the. The, the phthalates or the, the bleaches and the camel like and like women can die from that I mean, they toxic do, shock right? like, and yeah. like and you're putting this foreign almost 100 percent plastic chemicalized thing inside of you in for air, hours and days for hours and days in an area that is so transdermal it mm-hmm. can obviously very thin skin same with the lips of putting on lipstick or whatever, it's like it's going in your body, and that amount for though that long of time is very dangerous. And it's like I mean, we can see why it's so common. You know, infertility is just becoming yeah. more and more common, and mm-hmm. there has to be a connection, right? So yeah, it's we're not getting enough nutrients from the food we're eating. We're getting poisoned. Yeah. You know, we're constantly using like tampons from like the. I mean, I, I used tampons since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So by the time I woke up, it's been 20 years, you yeah. know? Yeah, there's more and more. Again, there's more and more solutions for this stuff. We just need to break these, these, oh, I've always just used this kind or I've always just done it this way and I haven't noticed. And, and again, you fall into the apathy. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking because I think there is this idea that like, I can't think 
uh, I mean, I, all I can think about is like dark waters when, you know, yeah. Mark Ruffalo says like, no one's looking out for you. But I think we still hold on to this idea like, why would someone do that to me? Why would Tampax do it to me? Right. Don't they care? They say like my bestie. Wouldn't right. they want to like warn me if it was about to be that bad for me? You know, like yeah. this, this is the hardest thing to like make peace with. Yeah. That the world isn't exactly looking out for you, not in the US and a lot of times you have to be your own agent. And you have to be. You have to take the CEO position back with yourself. You know, the, uh, and I'm, I'm really sorry to say that there is not an agency that's looking out for you. I am bummed about that. Like I've been staring at this stuff for 30 years and two and a half years of research for this book and 20 researchers and reading articles and going, the FDA knows about this. The CDC knows about this. The WHO knows about this. The NIH knows about this. The FCC knows about the EMS. Like the telecommunication, like what the hell's going on? So every time I want to conclude the very obvious, I just end up asking a question. Does this seem right to you? You know, mm. <laughs> so it's littered. There's so many swear words that are not in this book as I was writing this book. I'm just going, I'm reading things over and over going, going, how? Because I too, staring at this stuff, I get it. You can't really believe that we would put profit-centered position over the health and safety of children, of our family, of our pets, of of life. If you look at all of this stuff, endocrine disruptors are everywhere and everything. PFOS is everywhere in everyone. And so many other chemicals that are leading to what you said, lower testosterone in men, higher uh, xenoestrogens in women, infertility, endometriosis, lack of sperm to even be able to function. We're sprinting the fabric of us moving forward as humans is being just completely annihilated. And I'm not trying to sound dramatic. That's just what's happening. And so it's like death by a thousand million cuts. So yeah, man, it seems and, and sometimes feels overwhelming. But my whole thing is like, this is my life. This is it. This is what is as is, is much as I know, I probably, you know, let my body go and I have a great time in another dimension and I pretty strongly believe we're not done, but we're done with this body. Yeah. So I'm stoked to be here, but I don't want to be a victim to other people's choices that have no interest in me being healthy and happy. I want to go back to nature, but be smart. We have a lot of billions of us so we still have to function in cities and use things and and move in the direction of doing healthier things mm. right and out these people governments and everything else that claim to be doing stuff that aren't doing stuff and ultimately the the optimism comes by way of we've got the numbers the billions of people here, the more we educate and we have these conversations and then people hearing that, don't go into the delusion of overwhelm. Just go, huh, I never thought about my dental floss being slippery and that slipperiness is a chemical that's not good for me. I never thought of my mouthwash. 
annihilating my ecosystem of my mouth and being very detrimental to my mouth. I never thought that clothing was plastic and petroleum and on my body and underwear on my body and leggings. I'm trying to biohack myself. I'm trying to optimize. I'm trying to sleep better. I'm trying to I'm trying to optimize my hormones by spending so much time and all of these other things and using methylene blue and for all, like you're trying to do all this stuff if we don't go and look at the elephant in the room and get rid of this chemical romance that we have. You didn't do it. We didn't do it. It's here. It's industrialized. They're out of control right? We need to manage that. We need to be the CEO. We need to minimize that for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, for the unborn kids, for like, and again, we do that. We help the environment, right? It's not, there's no distance, right? If you are not buying those, you know, skinny jeans that are just elastane and petroleum and horrible dyes Every wash, about 50,000 micro bits of plastic go into the water and then go down the drain and eventually you're drinking that shit in your tap water again, which we kind of talked about. Yeah. So the more you don't continue to buy... Including the washing powder and washing... Including all of that. Yeah. The more you don't do that, there's less bees, bacteria, soil, healthy soil fungus fish, amphibians, frogs that are being infected and affected by the micro bits of plastic. So I don't want to minimize how powerful that is. And we so flippantly want to say, I don't matter and therefore my choices don't really matter. No, they do. And they matter a lot. And you keep making those choices and you keep bettering, okay, I'm going to buy a maybe a healthier t-shirt. I'm not going to buy five this year. I'll buy two. They may be a little more expensive. That's okay. I'm going to buy healthier tampons. I'm going to buy organic cotton diapers for my children and I'll just wash them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just habits, man. And again, like I like that you're saying it's going one by one. And I guess my next question to you is, what has been the easiest and which one was the hardest thing to eliminate? Just so people can see. I'm sure there was like something that was a little harder. So people was like, oh, even yeah. Darren had something to, it was hard to give up. You know, it was hard for me to find clothes. Okay, perfect. You know, yeah. it really was. I'm so but glad. But that was I, the first thing I complimented you on. Yeah. I was like, nice fit. Yeah, thank you. And it's uh, this is from industry. It's like a nice jacket that you guys didn't see. Yeah. That, that comes with it. Yeah, thank you. So it's uh, industry of all nations. I didn't know the level. So my good buddy, we're doing this documentary on, on, on toxic clothes and Jeff had a so second season of down to earth. I'm mm-hmm. like, cause now I'm in, I'm, I'm all into this stuff. I'm reading. Jeff was one of the first people to kind of take me lightly by the shoulders and go, dude, that's toxic. That's toxic. What do you, what, at least change your underwear, man. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay. He's like, I'll make you some. So Jeff started making me all the clothes cause he can. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's that those brown jeans or walnut, you know, hand dyed by him. And I'm like, okay, that's fine for me. But I don't like to do anything where I'm just the only recipient. Right. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Right. So I'm like, okay, how can we, Jeff, how can we do this? And he's like, you know, it's hard, hard to do this thing. Well, let's do a documentary. I'm like, okay, I'll help you do that. 
And and then in that process, I meet, I, I, I go back, Jeff said, get a t-shirt like years ago. He didn't know the level of industry of nations, of all nations. So I email these guys. I go, hey man, you guys are doing a lot of good things. I'd love to know what you're doing. And boom, the owner, Juan, reaches out right away. I get yeah. on the phone. He goes, come down. Let's talk through all this stuff. And the level that these guys are going blew Jeff away. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so Jeff... Oh, is that beautiful, even, though? That's beautiful, mm. right? Has it been easy? No. Have they been profitable? No, because they just put it back into the... But are they being supported by the indigenous people? So the indigenous people started investing into them because they're investing into their process to do it the right way. So it's this incredible from Bolivia to Peru to India, all these places people want to do the right thing. They know what the right thing is, but there's another thing. Everyone wants to make money for their family. There is an inherent thing. Hey man, if I don't have another choice, I got to put food on my table. Yeah, 100%. So I have to work in this toxic environment. It's the only choice I have. Do I want to do that? No, but I have to do that. So if you give people another choice, they will freaking take it, especially when it's done right. 100%. Especially with their with thinking about them, not to mention the customer, not to mention how the whole process is going, not to mention the earth, right? Mm. That there's nothing toxic. So I'm like, oh my God, like we got to support this. We got to support companies. And and also even the, the Tri-Pulse company that I recently uh, talked to, some of it is imperfect, right? It's mm-hmm. not quite there because the industry's not there yet, but they back it up with testing. So there's no off gassing and all that stuff. So while we were filming down to earth, there's so many different things for us to get into. Luckily, I had this opportunity of kind of seeding the crew with like let's do this let's talk about that and we came up with this term imperfect solutions it's better so in that in that world of like we let's say we have chemical agriculture which is just so destructive for the planet right and then you have regenerative permaculture and it's a it's a big gap between it's massive gap and it's a huge learning line of a farmer who hasn't been doing that for most of his life to to go back to his ancestral kind of line right up using monsanto right you know but it's 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 so seductive to just do they're going to take care of everything else all i have to do is feed him this and plant that and and i have a check i get the seduction but if we don't work together we, we have no choice and it's not a light switch. So if we say, hey, this is where we want to get you, We're, we'll support you from where you're at, chemicalized, and we'll support you all the way. We'll buy all of your stuff. And one of the big companies I can't share about, a massive company, they, they are, you can guess all you want, yeah. but uh, <laughs> they have committed to buying everything from the farmer so there's no perfect, this is where we want to go, but they said, this is where we're going. You're still with us and we'll buy everything in your transition. No. Right? So all of a sudden you, you eliminate the stress because the biggest stress of a farmer is when you put something in the ground and you're growing it and if, if someone doesn't buy it, you're screwed, right? Yeah. 
And it's like, we don't understand that we, you know, we expect farmers to do better, but like, why do you expect someone to, to pay out of his own pocket when he has to support his family? And I, I would love to celebrate people that are starting their own businesses, doing their own companies and being paid. It's this idea that if you're doing the right thing, you should be doing it for free because, you know, if it's your mission, then you should be doing it for free. I'm like, no, if it's your mission and you're doing something incredible and good for the planet, you should be paid twice as much as a person that's doing it just for profit. And so like healing that, that, you know, indigenous people shouldn't be working for free. Or should, they should be getting paid more than what it would be paying in the factories. And 100%. it's like this spiritual idea that if it's if you're a good person, you should be okay with less profit. No, we're, I'm like, no, we the, need the budget for a bigger mission. You know. Yeah, and listen, nature is abundant. <laughs> There's not that our construct is that we have to live a certain. Like, nature is abundant. Like, and and people that benefit from nature the most, which are. I don't want to even get into the monarchy and all the mining that mm-hmm. the very small percent of people are enjoying the benefits of nature and all the natural resources that we could be sharing. Mm-hmm. I, For me, this whole idea that one country is richer than the other because of natural resources, that they're, it's within their country is a little wild. Because, yeah. you know, I'm, not that I'm a communist, but I'm thinking like, wouldn't it be amazing if there was, it would be, freed shared free freely between all of the countries just because you know oh you mean one humanity helping humanity right like doesn't matter that you're from saudi arabia but you know why don't we just share the oil instead of people have billions and billions of dollars just because they're from one country and the other countries like especially in south america are struggling right or the islands because they don't have natural look at africa the continent of africa probably the richest continent of all of yeah, its resources own and the they're planet. and they're yeah and they're 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 being abused, pushed down yeah. and abused in many different ways and you know it's an unbelievable country unbelievable people yeah. right and it's completely hijacked full of corruption in certain sense so yeah i i hear you and it's you know you have capitalism which is like, hey, everyone deserves to make, uh, you know, money and and everything, but not at the expense of other people of the planet. Go with the planet. Go with. Do it the right way. Everybody can win. It's creative, not competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Get creative. Quit being competitive. And those models don't work. Like, you know, if I go back to industry of all nations, like, are is every article a little more expensive yes Mm. so i say okay if you can't afford it then the people that can buy the shit out of it almost like let's help it because it is more expensive because we're paying the people better it's a long journey we're not using all these cheap dyes we haven't used these cheap chemicalized cotton fields and everything else so we are but if we almost from the tesla model we're going to start out with the highest level of car and we're going to have all the people that can afford to buy it then and then that's going to drive the middle market and so on and so forth. So that's why if, if some people are going to make the argument that they can't afford it, fine. If you can, buy the right thing and help drive the market, right? So that all of us can afford it. Middle class, lower class, and we can make a new standard and we can create that utopia a very grounded opportunity for people and just you know it's 
It's wild, man. I was going to ask you, like, speaking of utopia, what's like if you close your eyes, close what your is eyes. like the the dream planet that you hope to wake up to one day? Mm. Hopefully very soon. If you can walk me through your perfect day, a perfect experience, you know, if it was up to me, this interview would be, you know, in the jungle or in a yeah. forest that we just yeah. sit on the ground cross-legged totally. and we're drinking spring water that we just grabbed from, you know. And cracking open a cacao pod. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just I help. mean, for myself or for humanity? Both. Oof. Well, a dream, people can call it an illusion or delusion, but also maybe realistically, I think there's a, I think there's a population of people that are just going to continue to drive themselves into oblivion right mm. i think i think you're not going to change their mind i i don't i'm not interested in changing their mind i don't want to spend so much energy on because yeah. they're not in there they don't want to you can call it the transhuman movement of mm -hmm. like divorce nature and whatever else and then you have this other side where i think a lot of the you know covid kind of woke people up to this like well, some of this shit doesn't make sense right yeah and so so you're having really smart people have been outed out of their their industry really smart scientists now don't even trust their own industry because they were scorned and blacklisted or whatever so smart people have starting to wake up and I think there's a population of people that will and are creating utopia. What is utopia to me? I think utopia represents certainly freedom, certainly sovereignty, and truly getting people clean water, food, power, clean power. And I could go on a rabbit hole of crazy, cool technologies that That's the next book, right? Oh, like, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, we're going to film some of that shit. Oh, yeah? Hopefully soon. Yeah. But what's happening is, so water, power, food, shelter, waste annihilation. So there's some clean ways of getting rid of the shit that we have put on this planet. What are those? Well, we, we've now know technologies where we can drive plastic into oblivion. Really? We can drive it all the way down to carbon, clean carbon that you could put biochar on the ground, right? So, so there's technology that can do that. I had no idea, actually. Yeah, and using other material science in a good way, using nature, basalt. Basalt is one of the most ready minerals on the planet, rock, essentially, and you can make all kinds of, you can make everything from it. You can make a t-shirt from it. Right, no you could way. make. I'm gonna make one of my houses out of it, make, using magnesium oxide instead of uh, drywall. Like so, shelter that's healthy and vibrant and giving you, because that's kind of like our second skin, the, yeah. our environment. Wow, you know, so I kind of want to be invited. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's on, and and part of I've got two new docu series that I'm working in parallel right now, and if they both pop then I'll deal with that problem of trying to figure out how to film both. But it's really the bedrock of both is to continue what we are doing on Down to Earth in a certain sense of, of highlighting great people doing great things and then actually do those great things and actually create this, this opportunity and show people. Because I feel so fortunate 
to be able to talk to people that are doing things that that if you weren't grounded with them or know them, you wouldn't believe it. Mm. Like you wouldn't believe that some of this technology exists that we we don't have to run electric lines. We don't there's there is an advancement of this stuff that is so incredible that and we can create infinite water directly out of the air. We can desalinate in a small way without destroying the ocean because desalination plants are acidif or, or, or wiping out the ocean because of all the brine they're putting back into the ocean. And so there's, there's all these things that the idea that there is waste is a lazy kind of side issue, right? Mm-hmm. There is no waste. It's just the laziness of it. So plastic is a good example. Convenient plastic water bottle. Not so convenient for your body, right? Which we're finding. And not so convenient for the earth, right? So 450 metric tons are produced of plastic every year. And there's, again, there's no away. Mm. There's no, I don't care how much you recycle, barely any is recycled, but it's still in the world. It's not gone. We need to annihilate the, the horrible idea that we had and to change this and use different material sciences and create these other things. So there's all kinds of today solutions. Yeah. It is funny that when I think of plastic bottles, I remember even being a kid and thinking like, why would you create something in the first place that you can't really get rid of? Wouldn't you say, okay, I can make a plastic bottle, but if we switch everyone to plastic bottles and there's so many people and you use one every day or multiple times a day, you know, you're on a film set or whatever, all of these things, wouldn't you just from that point think that's probably not a good solution? I shouldn't introduce it in the first place. Like that was always my question. Like, why are we starting something that is already a bad idea in the first place? I mean, you're you're asking a level of awareness that someone would have. Yeah. <laughs> like, consciousness of what they're doing. Because I understand now we have, to, <laughs> I believe, technology. You know, I mean... The, the old school technology of glass I see that might be challenging for some companies to have water that it uh I mean I have this cool bottle that it's um it comes with like a really good reverse osmosis filter that mm. you can actually put tap water in right. but I feel like this is just all of these now we listening to you especially I'm like dang I didn't realize there's so many solutions to the problems I thought are solutionless yeah, yeah. I mean there's big companies uh, that are changing out PFAS very good very good friend of mine he's figured out from a material science because PFAS is in on paper it's on leather it's on waterproofing it's in makeup it's everywhere and they've now figured out a, a higher performing to PFAS using algae right so it's just a matter of the right people committing to it because that's all it is and and we should just not be okay with this idea that yeah they didn't maybe they thought about it but they didn't care and then we just continue to adopt that i mean the entire planet like someone made that call and the entire planet is now heavily reliant on plastic bottles it's just mm. Mm. Yeah. there's a part of me that feels quite angry <laughs> yeah no you should but be it's like they should be because it's, it's it's like one bad call and then six billion people okay let's just continue with this really bad idea for like 50 years yeah 
Yeah, and it just has a long list of side effects. Yeah. Is that similar to the things that when we do stuff out of the balance of nature, it just has continuous side effect that you never get out of until you actually stop. Yeah, but it is it blows my mind that we're so... It's making all of us sick. It's everywhere on the planet. It would be not too difficult to replace yet. It's just no urgency whatsoever. So I really... Yeah celebrate people like yourself that actually go out there write books speak and support companies that that care yeah. for the right thing yeah there's i mean listen it's in our nature and again it's it is our nature and i believe that and even the people that have kind of divorced themselves in order to do this for the god that they're worshiping which is profit they know yeah they know what they do and i i have more faith that there's more good in people. And so when you create the opportunity for people to do the right thing, I think they will. Mm. So it's not all all gloom and no. there, there's so much hope. I do love your socks. They're wool, right? Yes. Undyed uh, wool. Undyed. <laughs> and from not tortured animals. They're like their own pets. And so they don't have to wrestle them down. Aww. And they just shave them. And there's no trauma beautiful and so like knowing that it's like normally i wouldn't want to support normal traditional traditional wool wool. so yeah it's just it's when you get to understand that and then use that stuff there's a very big thing that i love and that is integration when you get to integrate for the self for yourself as well as the world it's a really powerful force Beautiful. I know you meant. I heard you mention that this book. You thought you're just gonna whip this book up in three months. Oh. Uh, how long did it take? Two and a half years. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it's like this whole thing of like when you when you actually look at something, and you think, okay, I know a bit, right? When you any book, as you know, you like when you got when you actually. Spend I mean, I've that been time. there. I've thought yeah. it's going to be three months as well, and it yeah. was a year and a half. So yeah, because you're like, oh wow, it's like, oh, how do I say this, and how do I say that, and I didn't know about this other thing, and and so I I was so naive because I was already doing it, like I was already aware, I was already, but but I didn't dedicate so much time to all of the nuances of all of the subject, every chapter could be a whole book and it was really hard because you have to cons- i had to consume so much information in order to then make a concise chapter and that which is the hardest by the way because oh i so i hard. wrote like 600 pages for my book and then i was like yeah it's now you have to trim it down to 200 so people actually read i'm like oh no but how do i do that it's like with a tech talk the shorter the more difficult right it's like what actually matters so yeah, and then ultimately people go, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> Help me. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're, I'm actually working on an AI thing to then we control the AI and just give it the information from me and so that I can answer I questions. I have that for my book, actually, so oh, I can great. share some notes Perfect. with you because that was like my biggest thing. It's like people need the support and... There's no way I can respond to everybody, but totally. there's certain things that we plug the book and all the research that we base the book to, upon. Yeah. So when people have a question, they can awesome. dive deeper. So I think that's definitely like using technology as much as possible. Well, you use it, you know, it's going to be used for all kinds of crazy shit, but it's, yeah. it's all in how you use everything. Yeah, I mean, I the think- electricity keeping these lights on can also kill people. 
right? Yeah. And I've been used for that. Like not to be grim, but the but, <laughs> but yeah, no, but, but the podcast, the the sorry, the internet. You can go down a dark place in the internet. Yeah. And, and but dark web is like four times bigger than the actual internet. I don't even want to know. I don't even yeah. like that. Is like the weirdest yeah. kind of thing. But it's how you use it. And if it's in service think, to people, then and I think that people. That's my biggest always like thing is like people that have good intentions and good mission. Like we cannot just live in a cave and kind of feel like we're good. Like no, we're here to to spread the message to use the technology that we have and use everything we can because it's it's a, already an unfair battle totally with everything that's out there so we just we swing for the fences and we keep going yeah, yeah. darren where can people find you on instagram obviously but if uh, after reading the book where do you th- what's the next step well you have putting a podcast a, yeah we're show? podcast mm-hmm. the darren aline show i gotta get you on pump Please? up your book for sure <laughs> And DarrenOlean.com, make sure people subscribe because we're, I am now finally getting the hint that I give very clear places for people to go for solutions. So we're doing a lot of that stuff. Beautiful. Yeah. So, so I'm, I embrace that and uh, people want to, if they want to know what to do, I'll tell them and then they can go from there. Yeah. So this is really beautiful because I was a little intimidated speaking to you because, you know, I followed you on social and you're such a big person that I think I just realized that I didn't introduce you at the beginning of the sh- I didn't mention your name oh, <laughs> as okay. I'm just that's, saying that's this right so- <laughs> and ex- apologies uh, this is what happens when you're a little intimidated and stressed but turns out mm. you don't bite mm. and you're a lovely human being that my dog adores <laughs> so you've been approved thank you for yeah. everything that you do thank you for just like looking out for people and for yourself mm. and spreading the message it really it means a lot there are people like that. So I'm I'm super honored that you were able to come and talk about the book. Make sure you get the book. Convenience, such a scary word. And Fatal yeah. Convenience is a, such a great title. I saw it and I was like, wow. Kind of hits you. Yeah. It really does. Well, I appreciate it. And it, it really comes off as you care. And uh, I enjoyed this conversation. So thank you for... Thank you. And we need to get on Jacob and... and oh, sorry. And figure out the floss in the bathroom that you noticed when you went to... He went to the bathroom. He's like, Aggie? Oh, sorry, but... <laughs> yeah. No. And I was like, that's the bioslacker in the house. But we're working on it. Yeah. Well, he can, he can read the science if he wants. Yeah, I think this book will like I just like slowly slowly like drop it on the yeah. side of the bed. Just, just just like open a page. Yeah. And then just go. I was like, "Oh, interesting. Look at that." Wow. Would you look at that? Beautiful. Thank cool. you. Thank you're, you so much for coming. Welcome. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And before we wrap up, I want to talk to you about open, you know, big part of what I write about in the book is lowering your cortisol and managing stress. And I also mentioned a lot about breathwork. In fact, a brief five minute breathwork outperform meditation for improving mood and autonomic nervous system, according to Andrew Huberman. That's right. So all you need, it's just five minutes to completely change the state of your mind and no meditation needed if that's something that you struggle to do. I, for example, right now, meditation is not on the cards for me. So that's why I love using the open app 
each morning before I go anything else. I used to open up for a simple five-minute breathwork practice. By doing this first thing, I'm able to set the tone for the day ahead and tackle it with mental clarity, and I need to be my best self. So if you're ready to regain control of your operating system, to unlock deeper sleep, better focus, less stress, natural energy, overall vibrancy, then you do need to try out the open app. All you have to do is commit to a five-minute a day to transform your life. If you want to get on my daily routine, you can get 30 days free with Open by visiting withopen.com at biohackingbestie. Again, it's 30 days free by visiting withopen.com forward slash biohackingbestie. Love you so much.